Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. Welcome to the Thursday News Roundtable. My name's Quaid. Uh, happy and healthy uh, to be here. Thank you for uh, having your ears on standby. I am joined in studio by Steve Bolt, pressing the buttons, uh, making everything sound fantastic. And uh, Scott Hardy, fresh from the WTD newsroom this morning. Uh, as you can imagine, coming up at the back half of the show, we're going to be talking about uh, the coronavirus uh, numbers and things that... Uh, uh, if you stop and pause for a moment, and really, we have these chances, uh, and take a look around, what's going on is quite remarkable. Uh, we'll talk about that on the uh, back half of today's show. But as I mentioned, first things first, in with all the latest from the WTAD newsroom this morning, say good morning to Scott Hardy. Good morning, Quaid. Good morning, everybody. Missouri Governor Mike Parson has said the first reported coronavirus has says the first reported coronavirus death in the state has happened in Boone County. Columbia Mayor Brian Tree said Wednesday the case was travel-related. He said that the individual is the same person who tested positive for COVID-19 Tuesday. Concerns about the coronavirus have prompted the state's governor to push back local elections for two months to June, forced the closure of one of the state's most iconic landmarks, and led St. Louis's mayor to warn about possible community spread. 24 cases have now been confirmed in Missouri. Meanwhile, Illinois officials say an additional 128 people have tested positive for coronavirus in the state, including 20 more people living or working at a nursing home in a southwestern Chicago suburb. The additional results announced Wednesday by the Illinois Department of Public Health bring the state's total to 288 cases in 17 countries. The patients have ranged in age from 9 to 91. The Adams County Health Department says it's not sure how many tests have been conducted in Adams County for the coronavirus. Health educator Emily Andrews said more than 10 tests were conducted Tuesday, but she says the health department does not have an exact count on how many tests have been conducted overall. That's because tests are now being conducted through multiple labs, making it difficult to get a good count on the number of tests that have been completed. Four COVID-19 test results have been received from Adams County on Wednesday. Those are all negative. There have been no positive results for COVID-19 in Adams County. Our news gathering partners at KHQA are reporting that according to several Adams County residents, they are having difficulty getting tested for the virus. Andrew says Adams County health care workers have enough swabs to conduct many tests. However, she said limiting factors might prevent patients from getting tested. The Illinois Department of Public Health says it only has supplies to test about 3,500 specimens in the state. They've asked for more kits from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Adams County says it's limiting access to its courthouse as a precaution against the virus. The county issued a statement Wednesday saying that starting today, the courthouse and all county services provided in the building will have limited access to the public until further notice. It says that the West Vermont Street door is temporarily closed. 
The county adds preventative measures are being administered to protect the staff as well as the public from the spread of the virus. The county is asking that most business be done either online or over the phone. full listing of the offices affected and how you should proceed is available at WTAD.com. City of Hannibal is closing its buildings to the public for 30 days as of today. That announcement made yesterday afternoon by the city. They say all facilities will remain open to city employees who will report to work, but buildings won't be open to the public. Statement says all essential services will continue, such as fire and police protection, as well as electric, water and sewer services, and street and park repair and maintenance. Hannibal Board of Public Works has also closed its offices to the public as well. Statement says that the BPW services aren't shutting down. Their office staff and field crews will still be working during normal hours. Both the main Board of Public Works office on Industrial Drive and Hannibal City Hall have secure drop boxes where payments can be delivered. They'll continue to be processed on a regular basis. The city says, though, that all late fees will be waived and there won't be disconnects for late payments. City says that the BPW office staff and field crews will work normal hours. Also, they will be available for 24-7 emergency service issues. No BPW employee will enter a home or business unless it's an emergency. The uh, utility says that they, they, their customer service department is implementing an online method for account-related services, such as new customer enrollment or transfer of service. You can access that at HannibalBPW.SmartHub.Coop. Hannibal Municipal Airport is remaining open for incoming and outgoing flights. Three area colleges have announced that they will be holding classes online only through the remainder of the semester. One of those colleges is telling uh, students to uh, get off campus by Friday. Culver Stockton College says it's asking students in dorms and other on-campus housing to be out by the end of the week. School's president, Dr. Kelly Thompson, made the announcement Wednesday saying the semester will end May 15th. The school's residential facilities are being closed to maintain social distancing guidelines. Students not on campus will be contacted about when they can return to get their things. Thompson also said there won't be a traditional commencement ceremony May 16th, adding that graduating seniors will get their degrees as scheduled. John Wood also says it's canceling face-to-face classroom time for students throughout the semester. College made that announcement Wednesday, saying that goes into effect on Monday and that all face-to-face classes, including hybrid and open learning centers, will move online. Instructional labs community-based outreach and business and industry customized training that can't be delivered online will be held with 10 or fewer students, including the instructor. Adult education, GED, and English as a second language and literacy services are suspended until March 30th. College also says that College for Life is suspended until April 13th. Western Illinois also says that it is going online only for the rest of the semester, saying classes will start up in resume rather in electronic delivery formats of the instructor's choice beginning Saturday. Faculty will get in touch with their students about how and when classes will meet. WIU's residence halls will remain open. Both the Corbin Olson Dining Center and C-Store are open as well. Current student workers at Western will continue to have jobs. All campus events scheduled for the semester are canceled and information regarding this year, this spring's commencement, will be shared soon. And two more Northeast Missouri school districts say they're halting classes due to COVID-19. Both the Rawls County R2 School District and the North Shelby School District say that they will be closing effective today. Rawls County will be closed at least through April 15th. There will be meals available to be delivered to all pre-K through 12 students during regular school days, as well as stops in both New London and Center for grab-and-go meals. 
Faculty will provide both online and paper pencil learning for students. North Shelby notified the state Wednesday that it's halting classes effective today. They've given no date as to when classes will resume or have said if they'll have online learning or meal plans. As of now, all schools in northeast Missouri have now halted classes. That is a look at uh, some of what's going on for you around the area. Of course, we'll have more throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and also on our social media, including both Twitter and Facebook. In fact, uh, looking now, the uh, Department of uh, Elementary and Secondary Education has putting out a map about what school districts are open and which are closed. There are only 10 districts in the entire state of Missouri that remain open. Okay. And None in northeast Missouri. Okay, that's where I was going with that. All right, thank you. There uh, are, uh, there's one in like a suburban on the outskirts of St. Louis, two south of Kansas City, and uh, the remaining are in like far south central Missouri on the Arkansas border. All right. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Uh, we will take a time out, and when we come back, uh, certainly uh, more on what is dominating, well, everything uh, these days, uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus. Uh, we'll talk with, uh, well, ourselves about uh, what's going on. And if we stop and pause and take a look at what's going around, it's kind of remarkable. We'll get into that next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Back to the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. And the rinse that we got a, a little bit earlier this morning is uh, going to be coming back. There's further rinse uh, headed this way, landing in the region within the next 60 minutes. Probably next hour or so, yeah. It looks like the next of uh, the heavier precipitation anyway headed our way. Yeah, we could use, uh, hey, uh, a rinse is good for... Uh, is good for everybody, uh, dominating everything, as you know, COVID-19 coronavirus, and a, a quick peek uh, at the Johns Hopkins uh, page with all the uh, data on it. Kind of interesting, we heard at the top of the hour from Fox News that the uh, cases in the United States were up over uh, 10,000 now, but the Johns Hopkins uh, site still has uh, the U.S. cases at uh, 9415, so uh, I'm not sure exactly where... Uh, Fox is getting that. By the way, uh, and I'm sure this got talked about this morning, Steve, uh, if you go to WTAD.com, there is a link there to the CDC. Mm-hmm. We talked yeah. about it in the newscast, yes. Yeah, it, that's, yeah, it's got everything that you would want to know. It's their devoted, I mean, it's right there at the top. You can learn all about sure. COVID-19. All so. the FAQs uh, and what you can do to protect yourself. All of that uh, waiting for you on the other side of that link. So per uh, the numbers at the Johns Hopkins page, uh, 290 Illinois cases now uh, with the one Chicago land area death, uh, 24 cases in Missouri with the one Columbia uh, area mm-hmm. death. And in Iowa, the cases are at 39. Nobody has died in the uh, Hawkeye State as of today. But what I wanted to what I wanted to point to 
uh, today is what you've seen we as a people uh, do over the last uh, week, I guess. A A week ago, we were going through the list of every day there was something new that was being shut down, new restrictions on what we could do, where we could go for for safety purposes, and we're still living in that reality for the most part. But besides, you know, storming the grocery stores for toilet paper and uh, food, which, by the way, continue to be uh, restocked, uh, what's happened is we've kind of uh, turned to each other to help out. And I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of amazing when people talk about uh, how, you know, humanity's just blah. Stop, pause for a moment. You've got time to do it right now. Uh, and take a look around and see at how uh, communities, people, neighborhoods are being there for uh, each other. You don't need to uh, be at a large gathering to see uh, just exactly what may be going on, specifically within your family or within uh, your neighborhood. Uh, Mr. Rogers famously is said uh, when he was a child and he would get scared uh, in situations that were chaotic, and I'm paraphrasing now, and he said, my mom would always tell me, look for the people who are helping. Uh, look for the people who are uh, helping out. And he said that would always make him uh, feel better. And we've gone from a group of people that were unsettled uh, by this, and I'm not saying we're we're settled with it now. I'm sure on some levels we are uh, unsettled on some level, but we're not we're not flexing on the drama of uh, the situation. We've kind of said, all right, we got that out of our system. What can we do to help each other out? And uh, through the the magic of the interwebs and social media, you don't need to travel too very far uh, to find. Uh, fantastic stories of people helping each other out. And these are the ones that, that we just know about and see. I'm sure there is myriad, more exponentially more fantastic stories of people being there uh, for each other. And that's really uh, who we are. And you heard Mayor Moore talk about it previously, that uh, when things uh, get dicey and uh, uh, we need to rely on each other, that the Tri-States... Uh, does a really good job of rallying around each other. And I would say take a look at the country uh, as a whole. Uh, as far as kids being home from school, uh, there is uh, uh, homeschooling uh, websites or educational websites that are making uh, online courses free. Scholastic.com uh, has uh, free online courses. Uh, arts and Culture, uh, through Google's uh, Arts and Culture page, has over 2,500 museums that you can explore online, and you don't have to subscribe uh, to anything. Uh, There's a lady in Pennsylvania who is offering a free mini library outside of her home, and usually she puts books in there so that, you know, kids walking by can grab one, go read it, put it back in, and she'll have different books in there. But she's now doubled up on that, and she's putting canned goods in there. Uh, and apparently more and more people are doing similar types of things. I talked about this yesterday on one of our sister stations. Uh, Canada has uh, created a new word to describe what's going on uh, here, at least continentally, and they're referring to it as care-mongering. Uh, you have the ideas of kindness committees uh, in neighborhoods 
that are gathering steam. This is we looking after each other, uh, you know, uh, loving our neighbor uh, as ourselves, checking in on our family, on our uh, friends, uh, on our neighbors, and helping each other out, uh, stepping in and uh, getting things done uh, for others around us. And it is an amazing thing to see how we rally. I mean, take a look at who we are today. Compare that with where we were uh, a week ago. It's not very far underneath all the noise uh, and all the busyness that there is a really uh, kind humanity uh, lurking uh, in the homes and neighborhoods uh, around this country. Uh, so, uh, and, and I've just highlighted a, a couple of stories uh, here and there. I'm sure Steve. Uh, has talked about uh, some of these uh, on the air. I know our sister stations have pressed on uh, some of these things. Yesterday we talked about C. Quincy with uh, a restaurant guide. Later yesterday afternoon I got invited to a uh, Q-Town shutdown restaurant guide, which uh, goes even further uh, about people sharing stories of uh, delivery and curbside service and what they got and what they've liked. And It's amazing. Y- y- you let Americans with enough, in, even in this situation, enough freedom to move a little bit and how creative we can be to uh, be there for uh, each other, uh, whether that's in the business community or one-to-one, like we said, uh, neighborhood-wise, family-wise, uh, friend-wise. So just pause, take a look around, and see all the good uh, that is happening amidst all of the, what we would consider, chaos. If you'd have told us that this is what would be happening and that everything would be shut down and what that would mean a month ago uh, or two months ago or January 1, we'd be like, that, that would, that would uh, be, you know, uh, that would fracturous. Stink. That would stink. Uh, well, it does stink. But look, look at underneath the stink part of it, and it's beautiful uh, how we're there. Uh, for each other as uh, humans. Also, another uh, thing to point out, um, there is a, an advisor from the Stanford University Medical School, and I don't know if you talked about this uh, this morning or not, uh, Scott. His name's Gregory Regano. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he says that uh, there is uh, quite possibly uh, something that uh, can help uh, knock out the uh, COVID-19 called uh, hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not, uh, but it's something that we've already had on hand to fight malaria. And he said that uh, in studies that it uh, knocked this down in 100% of the cases. That's very rare that you would find something that uh, stops something at a 100% uh, rate. I don't know uh, if if this is true. Uh, I would think that the CDC would be able to weigh in on this. I would say expect uh, this uh, to be mentioned in President Trump's daily coronavirus uh, press conference. And if and if it doesn't get mentioned uh, by the president or somebody on staff, Dr. Fauci or or others, uh, do expect it to be brought up uh, in the by the press corps. Uh, or I think they would be negligent to not ask about it because it has been going around for the last uh, 18 to to 20 hours or so uh, that this is out there and that tests have been done in France, I believe, 
uh, with this particular, like I said, hydroxychloroquine. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly uh, or not, but that might be something uh, that could help us out uh, moving forward. So stand by for that. Uh, and I'm not sure when the president's press conference is today. Uh, yesterday it was at 10.30. Some days it's at 11. Not sure when it's taking place uh, today. But pause. Take a look around and see how we've rallied as a people, as a community, uh, as a region, uh, as a country, but as a people. Take a look at the humanity that's going on all around us. And uh, when just a few days ago uh, there were fights over toilet paper, uh, we've taken a, taken a step back, taken a breath, paused, and look at what we're doing for each other. Uh, take a look at who we are today. Uh, and my hope would be that moving forward, uh, that we would be this people, once everything returns to, I'm going to use air quotes here, normal. Remember this part of us once we get past this, because we will. I would hope that we hang on to this part of ourselves moving forward. That's the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be back in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.